Hey, hey, this is Raj Mantaj coming at you from the On Call Empath. Hey, this episode is going to be a good one. I had a blast making it. Um, this next guest, Carice Thompson, is just amazing human being all around. I hope you guys could feel her positive energy. She's a licensed clinical social worker, but also a psychic intuitive. That's right. I mean, she's got the best of both worlds and has her own podcast called The Diary of the Empath. You guys, I did this episode because Carice has already been through awakening and she's going to talk about how she was able to turn her life around. She also reads tarot cards. We're going to break and debunk any uh, myths, uh, bad, evil things about uh, tarot card readings, healing, self-care, um, and clearing negative energy. So this is definitely an episode for just about anyone that might be going through a tough time in life, whether you're an empath, highly sensitive person, or even a trauma victim, just know you guys are never alone. With that said, let's go ahead and get started. You're listening to the On Call Empath Show. All right, guys, we are back for another episode, and I'm super excited for my next guest, Reese. She's a licensed therapist and a tarot card reader has an amazing podcast called The Diary of the Empath, and there's a story behind that, which I'm going to tell you in a little bit. But she's not only uh, was in the Marine Corps, but she's also a psychic intuitive, which I think it's a great combination for an empath to have. Reese, welcome to your first being a guest on, on a podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here, and, and thank you for welcoming me on here. Absolutely. So, how did you get into all of this? Um, I mean, you were in the Marine Corps, and then how did you kind of transition into what you do now? I know it's a big, big difference, right? <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, when I went into the Marine Corps, I was really young, and I was a kind of lost soul, and I just wanted to do something completely different. I needed a lot of direction at that at that time in my life. Yeah. I was a rebellious teenager, we'll say. And so the Marine Corps gave me a lot of direction, and I just needed like very, very strict guidance at that point in my life. But mm -hmm. when I was active duty, I had my daughter and that kind of opened my eyes to, okay, what is, what is going to be my next transition? Because I'm not sure that I want to continue doing this. Right. So I knew I wanted to help people. And I saw a lot of my cohorts that were suffering with mental health coming back from deployments and, you know, suicide. I lost more friends to suicide than I did to actual deployments. So yeah. When I got out, I knew I, I had a interest in psychology. So I started going to school and I then I was like, okay, what, what's the next step that I can do? And I got into social work. And um, once I got into the social work field, I've actually been doing this for quite a number of years now. And a lot of people don't realize that with social work, we are master's level with license. So we are clinicians. Right. And I got into the therapy side of things and I kind of dabbled in different aspects of my career, working in hospice, working in the prison system. And I've always been really intuitive and very, very sensitive to energy. And I was always um, absorbing all of this energy that wasn't mine. And I never understood why I was always so depleted yeah. and the intuitive stuff would always happen, but I never really understood that it was more so of a gift. I would look at it more as I don't understand why I'm always feeling this way. Mm -hmm. I hate that I'm so sensitive. I hate that I'm so emotional. And I had my spiritual awakening about two years ago, and it was like a light bulb that went off. 
like, no, this is not something that I'm, this, these are other people's feelings that I'm feeling, not just my own. And I started just reading tarot. It was just a calling. And I didn't, I never did it to read for myself. I immediately just felt this huge push to read for others. And I started doing it immediately. And I opened a business within two weeks and I've been doing it ever since. (laughs) So it was like a calling for you then? It was an absolute calling. You know, I tell all my clients, we all have spirit guides. We all have guides that are, some are assigned to us for our entire lives and some just kind of come in and out. And I really feel that it was my guides pushing me to say, okay, it's time. You need to get on that path. Yeah. And, um, just on a side note, when, when I reached out to you, I, I mean, I wasn't expecting you to res- respond because I know that there was an episode that you had um, where you do get like instant messages from, from people all around the world. And I just, <laughs> I just saw that uh, clip and I'm like, there's no way she's going to like respond because, you know, I, I'm like figuring like she probably gets a lot of uh, people that messenger, but like, I just was like, wow, she responded. And I, I don't know if that was an empath thing, but you know, mm-hmm. I'm just so honored for you to be on the podcast. So mm-hmm. thank you for, for being Oh here. yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I, I want to say that sometimes <laughs> as a woman, we get some inappropriate messages. I'm so. the Indian guy, right? So, oh my God. But you're not, you're not, they're not the other type where I get, my- <laughs> I can't. We so for those of you listening, you're probably like, "What are they talking about?" They talking about? I, I had an episode where we were talking about dating, and me and a friend of mine, we and I think it's because we tag each other on our photos, and we always get these guys from India. I don't know why it's India, and they and not all of them, but there is like a good good amount that likes to send inappropriate pictures. So we were talking about that on the podcast, and so um, yeah, we're we're I'm dying laughing. <laughs> I just sent you that message and then I saw that clip. I'm like, that's it. She ain't gonna, <laughs> but I mean, I just sent like, you know, just some words, but I was just, you were appropriate. So that's, yeah. that's what matters. Yeah. Like, okay. Uh, maybe she's going to sense that I'm an empath. She can read it. But speaking of your intuition, um, if, can you explain like, what are some of the things that, uh, that you, that you can do with, with what you do with the tarot card reading? Cause I think that's very fascinating. How do you like, sense things and and can you explain what is a like a psychic intuitive so first of all everybody has psychic abilities so if you've ever got that feeling of turning left versus turning right and then you know you went down the street and found out there was a car accident on that street or maybe you just had an intuitive feeling that your spouse was cheating on you you know we all have those inert psychic abilities. We all have them. Some just have them a little bit more than others. And then also you can strengthen your psychic abilities through different exercises and and so forth. For me, I've always had a really, really deep intuitive energy when it comes to people picking up when people's energy have shifted. Sometimes I would just know things before they would happen. And specifically when it came to men, I don't know what what it is with guys that I'm dating, but I always would have these really strong intuitive feelings when something shifted, when something's about to happen, or when they were doing something they weren't supposed to be doing. And so when you have these intuitive feelings, a lot of people, especially for empaths, 
sometimes they don't realize what their feelings are. Maybe they're feeling drained or maybe they're feeling really overwhelmed and they may not realize that it's not just your energy that you're picking up. You're picking up on the energy of other people because think about it, you know, as an empath and for those that don't know what empaths are, they're, we're just really, really sensitive people who can pick up on the energy of others around us, but we're like emotional sponges. So we're just absorbing all of this energy and all of these things and feelings that don't necessarily belong to us. And if you don't know that you are absorbing this energy, you're just carrying it around. So for me, you know, when I got into it, I just, I, 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 I knew that I had to work with tarot. It was just something for me that I knew was a calling. I always tell people tarot is a tool. It, it's just one of the tools in your toolbox that you can use. Some people who are psychic mediums, and there's a difference between psychic medium and a psychic. Psychic right. mediums can uh, communicate with the deceased. And so psychic mediums, they use their mediumship. They use their intuitive abilities to be able to connect. Um, we have something that's called clairs and some people can use their clairvoyance. That's something that people probably have heard a lot about. Clairvoyance is clear seeing, And some people might see pictures and um, not necessarily like in front of them, but in their, what we call their third eye. So think about like right now, if I tell you, think about an, an elephant, what does an elephant look like? You can visualize it in your head. So for some psychics, that's how they see. Um, some have what we call clear audience, which is clear hearing. Some people have called uh, what we call clear sentience, which is clear feeling. A lot of empaths have that. It's like right. just this inert knowing. So there's different clears that different psychics have. And not every psychic or intuitive, whatever you want to call it, is the same. People have this, um, this script that they think that psychics know everything, and, and we don't. It's like fine-tuning into a radio station. Some dials are going to be very clear and some are going to be really staticky. I can do a reading for you and you might be somebody that's very easy to connect with. Whereas I might do a reading for somebody else who's more closed off and they're more difficult to connect with. And also I can't control someone's spirit guides. So sometimes the guides might be very clear and sometimes they don't. So it just depends. Just fascinating stuff. I saw um, a psychic once and I just asked him like, what does my career look like? And can you just kind of describe And she's just like, for some reason, I can't get through. Like, I just see you at a bunch of places. Now, fast forward, like five to 10 years, I went through a bunch of jobs. So I think maybe she couldn't see that far ahead or she just, she just said, I just see you at a different place, but she couldn't name like what direction I was going to go in. So it was just like fascinating that, you know, some people are really good and they can really hone in. But I know a lot of empaths that are listening right now. I, that have told me that they have these abilities, but they're kind of afraid to kind of use, you know, come out and start using them. But um, what I want to kind of ask you also about, because I noticed you went to Hawaii and you really connected um, and you, that's your grounding place. Can you explain what, what that feeling, what, why you're so attracted to that place? So for empaths, especially, you know, I mentioned that we are like 
um, sponges when it comes to absorbing energy. So grounding is something you can do when you're really connecting with the frequency of the earth. So we all have frequencies. That's a scientific fact, regardless of what your religious, spiritual beliefs are, frequencies exist. How I'm talking to you right now and what you're hearing is a frequency. The earth has a frequency. Our thoughts have frequencies. So when you are vibrating at a lower frequency, you may feel depressed or drained, especially if you're absorbing energy and feelings and, and all this stuff that doesn't belong to you. So grounding is a great way to get rid of some of that energy to reset yourself on that same frequency because we are children of the earth. We were born here. We have the same frequency as the earth does. There's no, that's it, a really great way to just kind of get rid of some of that energy, recharge and reset. So you can do this by spending time in nature. You can do this by meditating. You can do this by even just getting your bare feet on the ground and walking around. It's a great way to release the energy. And if you are someone who's sensitive, I can guarantee you just spend some time out in nature and you'll probably find that you not only connect, but you feel better once you've done that and just spent a little bit of time. So for me, Hawaii was just a place that it's it's the embodiment of just starting over for me. I love the nature. I love the beach. I love the just the simplicity of what it represents when I'm there. I don't need makeup. I don't need, I don't need to do anything fancy. I can just sit next to a waterfall or sit on the beach and recharge. And I always feel better. Yeah. I feel like that with San Diego, I used to live there and it's just, I can't explain it. It just, I can be myself. I don't have to worry about what other people think. It's almost like I live there in my past life or something. It's just something there. So I know what you're talking about with that. So just to debunk any myths out there for some of the skeptics that are could be listening out there, is there such thing as bad or evil when it comes to like all the stuff that you talk about with tarot and psychics? Can there be anything on the dark side that you've come across or had any experience with? So that's a great question. Now, is there lower vibrational energy and frequencies? Absolutely. There's people that maybe are going through some deep, dark stuff? And is there energy that maybe there's people who have passed on who vibrate at a lower frequency? Yes. Now, is there evil? I, you know, I can't say yes or no. I've personally never experienced anything like that. But when I connect, I always ask to be connected with um, spirit guides and uh, past loved ones who are of love and light. Now, of course, there is some people that have religious belief systems that tarot is evil. Well, I always tell people tarot is a tool. There's nothing evil about a card, right? So we all have our, our tools. We all have tools in our toolbox, whether that's praying, whether that is talking out loud to God or to whoever you believe in, whether that's meditation. And for me, it's using tarot. Right. So a tarot is just a tool, but if you're using it, it's all about the intent. So if you're using it with good intentions, if you're using it with love and light, then I think you're fine. But you know, when we get into is tarot good and evil, you know, I, I respect anybody's religious belief systems. But what I always tell people is I'm a good person and I use it and I use it only for good. I will never ask about death. I never ask about anything that's not going to serve your highest good. So when I connect, I always ask, please show me messages that are going to be for this person's highest good. So again, I think it's the intent behind it. Yeah. 
just not like get back at my narcissist extra or anything like that or I'm sure right. there, there's a lot there of are people out there like that oh, yeah <laughs> yeah but I personally I I my belief my my belief system is you know I'm gonna wish you the best and love and light to you because I don't want that karma to wrap back around and come to me so <laughs> have a good life <laughs> well yeah it's good that you can distinguish the two so just um kind of looking at a couple of your episodes, I know you've mentioned a few times where, you know, self-care is so important. If we don't fill our own cup first, um, it's going to be hard to help others. How did you fill your own cup? And now you're serving so many people, but what can you say to somebody that's out there that might be an empath that's maybe not giving themselves so much self-love or self-care? They don't just, they don't know which direction to go to. What would you say to that person? That's a great question. And, you know, it's, that's really difficult for empaths. And I think you have to come to a realization that you have to make a conscious effort to have boundaries with others, because as empaths, we can really get easily tangled up with trying to help at the expense of our own energy and at the expense of our own self-care, because we want everyone around us to be happy because we naturally will absorb their energy. We naturally, if they're happy, we're happy most of the time. But if you're constantly giving to everybody, here you go, here you go, here you go, you're not going to have anything left. So it's okay to be selfish. I always tell my clients, you have to fill your own cup before you fill the cup of others. Because if you have your cup filled, meaning you are re-energizing yourself, you're making time for yourself, you're doing self-care, you're doing the things that make you happy, you're going to be the best partner, the best mother, the best father, the best friend. But if you have nothing left to give, or if you're running on an empty cup, you're going to be giving them the bare minimum. So here's an example. Let's just say every day you're waking up and the first thing you're doing is checking your phone. You're getting the kids ready. You're doing for others. You're, you're, doing, 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 doing. So by the time that maybe you get home or by the time that you get to work, you may not have much left to give for the remainder of the day. But let's say you start your day out with gratitude. You start your day out with maybe a 15 minute meditation. Mm -hmm. You start your day out with something for you. You will find that you have more energy to give to others. Even if it's just making a conscious effort to say, okay, every day for 30 minutes, I'm going to work out and that's my time. Or every day for 15 minutes, I'm going to meditate. Whatever self-care means for you, you have to make time, especially as an empath. And even if you're not an empath, it's healthy either way. But you will find that you have much more energy to give for others because if you just continue to give, 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 and hey, I think that's a wonderful thing, but you have to give to yourself. That is self-love and you have to practice self-love. I think that's that's very true. And, and I know a lot of you guys that are empaths that are listening, especially a lot of my clients who go through burnout. Um, I think that's a very big thing, especially right now with all the stuff that's going on in the news, uh, in the world, you know, it seems like with social media, we're all trying to just compete with one another. It's just, I feel like technology, which is another podcast in itself has created, um, some sort of distance between us, even though it's brought us closer, but, and so that's why we have to have good boundaries and know how to self-care and step away, um, when we need to, or we're going to burn out. Speaking of burning out, um, what is your take on some things to prevent burnout? Because I know like if we're people pleasing all the time as empaths, 
we get on this path where we burn out. And then I think you mentioned you, you were at a point where you hit rock bottom and you had to get there to have your awakening. And there's a lot of people listening right now to this podcast who's just on that brink of putting their hands up and, and saying, fuck it, you know, this, mm-hmm. this, all this is, it just doesn't make sense. What are we doing right. here? We're all fighting. It's all about money and corporations and people like screwing up people over. Can What perspective can you put on somebody who might be on that edge right now that's listening and burnout? Well, and I think you made a really great point to just kind of piggybacking off of what you were saying is we're, we're so connected yet we're so disconnected with where we are right now when it comes to technology and we're dehumanizing who we are and, and we are meant to be together. We are meant to have that human connection, especially for empaths. So I think the first step is just recognizing that you're in burnout, knowing that, okay, you know, I'm, I'm getting to a point that I know something has to change because if you continue the same cycle, it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. So, you know, there's different steps to burnout, but just knowing that this is something that I need to make a change today. And if you know you're in burnout, then it's like, okay, well, what can I do to make that change? Can I make changes when it comes to my schedule? Can I make changes with when it comes to my work? And having boundaries is a big critical part of that. If, if you're at work, I understand that you can't just up and quit your job. You got to pay the bills, right? But maybe it's to have boundaries with your supervisor or with your coworkers to say, my plate is full right now, so I can't take on any extra work. Yeah. But if you give me X or, you know, X amount of time, I can get back to you. Maybe it's having boundaries with your friends to say, I can't go out tonight. I'm really tired and I need to recharge. Maybe it's having boundaries with yourself to say, you know, I need to give myself a break. So maybe instead of doing the laundry, the laundry can wait. I'm going to rest today. So it's really allowing yourself that time, that self-love, that respect, and, and starting to have boundaries with other people. Because you cannot continue a cycle of burnout and just continue to go down that 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 web because it's just not going to lead you in a good direction. And you're going to get to the point when you are completely drained and you're just like, I'm done. I'm done. And turn off the internet, turn off your phone, (laughs) (laughs) turn off the news, give yourself time to recharge. So just wrapping up here, if you can kind of uh, just walk us through what you do with like cleansing negative energy. Cause there's a lot of people that ask me about this and I'm, I'm not really sure like which direction to go or how to even go about cleansing negative energy that we might get from maybe um, someone we're dating, who's toxic, a family member, an ex, whomever. What are some ways to start like a cleanse um, that, that you do with your clients or what you know? Sure. So walk away from anything that doesn't serve your highest good, whether that's a person or a situation, if they are not adding value to your life, walk away. I'm not saying you have to completely ghost the person, but at least have really good boundaries because I know some relationships, it's not that easy to just completely cut them out if it's, you know, family. And I always tell my clients too, to, um, you know, Organize your space, get organized, because when you have an organized space, you will find that everything feels better once your space is organized. And then go through your house, use some sage, use some Palo Santo, go from corner to corner and just sage your space and ask, whether it's a prayer or asking your guides, please cleanse the space of any energy that does not belong to me or that does not serve my highest good. Only love and light can stay. And you will find that once your space is organized, once you've cleansed everything, you will feel better and then do some grounding work. 
add in some meditation. Meditation will raise your frequency and meditation will help alleviate any anxiety that you have, any stress that you have, or any, anything else that's really going on. You will find that you feel better. Well, there you have it, guys. Um, that's some great information. I mean, I need to also take note of that because sometimes even as you know, empaths, we sometimes feel like we have great days and then we'll have like a down day. Mm-hmm. It's when we are down and out, that's when it counts. That's what I tell people is like, you'll have the good days, but on the bad days, it's, it's really important how you do self-care. You know, are you taking care of yourself? So Reese, thank you so much for being on this podcast. You are a bright light. I feel so much better. Your energy is just mm-hmm. amazing. Keep doing what you're doing. But before we take off, can you just tell my audience where we can find you and what you're up to in the future? Yeah, thank you. So I have my own podcast called Diary of an Empath. It's available on all platforms. And you can also follow me on Instagram at fit underscore Reese. And my business page is Therapeutic Healing by Reese. And I also have a website, therapeutichealingbyreese.com. All right, guys. Well, we had amazing time speaking to Reese. You guys check her out. And I hope you guys got something out of it. You know, definitely, um, if you're if you're having any issues, definitely reach out to me. I'm always taking new coaching clients. Uh, stay tuned for the next episode and always keep moving forward. And we are out. You're listening to the On Call and